Coming to you live from the JRE Tobacco Aladino Mobile Studios, it's the Cigar Pulpit. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm the Bishop of the Burn, Nick, and with me by phone... Gator. And today, it's Smoker's Choice, since, you know, we're not together. And, we're not. Uh, uh, no, no. And uh, so I'm smoking the uh, Placencia Almafuerte in the hexagonal size. Uh, features a Nicaraguan uh, Jalapa wrapper and Nicaraguan binder and filler. It is a 6x60 six cigar. And I am doing the, I'm, I'm going to butcher it, Alados? I believe so. The the Cuba Alados. It's A-L-I-A-D-O-S. It's the original blend. Um, this is put out, I believe, by Oliva, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, our friends down at Jerry Tobacco, uh, more specifically, uh, Julio Aroa, I think, was the lead on this project. And they've done an incredible job with it. To my understanding, it is a Honduran Puro. There you go. So no, I do want to, I do want, I got to point something out here oh, for Nick. Oh, God. We started to record this a little bit ago and then we had some issues. Um, we had timing issues is what we had. We had, yeah, we were, you could tell we were not into it. It was but, very bad. Uh, it was, it was not clicking. It was very but bad. But one thing that I did do is I actually thought Honduras was <laughs> north of Nicaragua, or I'm sorry, south of Nicaragua. It's actually north of Nicaragua. And just for full disclosure, I jacked that all the hell. Yeah, I, I did bust you out on that, but I didn't think this would come up on this one because I figured, you know, why, why show your ass twice, but here you are. So well, it's, okay. it's, it's only fair because <laughs> it was a glaring error on my part. It's true. I don't I would, know why. I don't know why I thought that Honduras was south of Nicaragua. Costa Rica is south of Nicaragua. Is it? I need yes. to look at my map more often. <laughs> anyway, it's time to cut uh, the cigar. And the oh, yeah, got a spider on me. Anyway. <laughs> the official cutting is brought, <clears throat> brought to you by the the Man Ponder. Over there at Riverman Cigar Company. Sorry, had to get a drink. Um, Dan the Man Ponder, guys, you only have a very, very short period of time left to get your order in for the Aladino Candela for the St. Patrick's Day show. Um, you know, those should be arriving at Riverman, I would think, anytime now. And from there, they're going to have a very quick turnaround time to get those shipped out to all of you uh, so that you can enjoy it with us on our St. Patrick's Day episode. It is a uh, uh, new cigar from Aladino. It features a Candela wrapper over uh, Corojo binder and filler. It's going to be in a Robusto size, and it is the Cigar Pulpit official St. Patrick's Day cigar. So if you want to smoke along with us on St. Patrick's Day, give Riverman Cigar Company a call in Crestwood, Missouri, and place your order. They'll do that by mail. And while you're at it, you can order all kinds of other great cigars and accessories and other fun stuff from Dan. And uh, don't forget to cast your vote as to whether or not you think I should wear a kilt for the St. Patrick's Day episode. Dear God, no. It's now, winning. I have a question. It's, it's winning by a lot. I have a question. Yes. I'm staring at the map. Okay. And I see the big hole in the Gulf of Mexico where the asteroid was supposed to have hit and all that. <laughs> okay. And then I see where Cuba is in relation to like Puerto Rico and Florida. Okay. So, so far I'm with you. Now, the furthest south that I have ever been is actually a little place called Playa del Carmen. Okay. In uh, Cozumel. 
So I've been there in Mexico, there on the Yucatan Peninsula. My question is, is Honduras, Nicaragua, Costa Rica, possibly even Panama, are those considered North America or South America? It'd be South America. Well, okay, but hold on. But technically, none of those countries are in South America. Is it Central America? Is there a Central America? I mean, I've never heard it put that way. I've kind of, like, for some reason, mentally, I kind of, like, believe that the uh, USA-Mexico border creates the top of Central America. See, but but when you do the North American like free trade agreement, Mexico is part of that. It's valid. Yeah, I don't so, know. I've heard of Central I, America, so I mean, like, knows. I'm just I'm just assuming. I mean, does it really matter? But anyway. I guess it would be Central America because the uh, when you get into South America, now you're talking about like Colombia, Venezuela, Guyana, precisely uh, Ecuador, Brazil, yes. Peru, yes, yes, Chile, yes, yes. yeah, so. Paraguay. Bolivia. This is the geography Uruguay, episode. Argentina. Anyway, uh, Riverman Cigar Riverman. Company, Crestwood, Missouri. <laughs> you get your candelas and smoke along with us on St. Patrick's Day. And with that, it's time to go ahead and cut the cigar. Is there any chance they're going to be out in time? Or are we going to be doing the St. Patrick's episode like on March 31st? Um, I mean, they should be. I mean, I'm just asking. I mean, Aladino need you know they needs to get him sent out, and then from there, yeah. Dan and Cindy get him sent out. Okay, well, one way or the other, guys, we're gonna smoke it with you. Yeah, yes. I mean, I can't imagine they're gonna be. I mean, look, cigar companies, and I'm not talking about Aladino necessarily specifically here, but I'm just saying cigar companies in general tend to run on their own time schedule. Okay. Oh, that's very true. Things come out when they come out. We might say it's going to come out this day, but when they come out, well, they come out when they come out. But when you're dealing with Candela, there's really only one time a year where you know you can capture sales on that cigar. And that's St. Patrick's Day. And the thing is, you got to nail that date. You know, if if there's anyone that you're ever going to nail, you got to nail that date. So it goes um, about nailing dates. Anyway, um, (laughs) you know, and by the way, how did I, I know there's a Central America. So I guess the Central America started at the end of Mexico, but is, is like Colombia, is that considered part? Of Central America, even though it's in South America, I'm gonna light up my cigar here. Hmm, <laughs> leathery chocolate. Really? Yep. On the cold draw, leathery chocolate. And now I'm firing up my cigar because if I'm gonna have to sit here and listen to you give the geography report, I am going to need a cigar for that. <laughs> I didn't know Suriname was in South America. I don't even know what you're talking about. I hate to say it. I had lunch before this, and I'm not getting. I'm blowing my palate all the hell. Well, there you go. Well, that that sounds maybe a little efficient. Fear. Just like maybe you. A little fear. 
It's like last time I believe it was a meatball sub. This time it's just lunch. This time it was leftover bacon BLTs. Okay. Well, fun. Um. So, guys, I have a new toy. Does it vibrate? No. The fuck. Anyway, maybe you've been shopping with Trayback. No, no. Then I'd have a blowjob machine. Um, <laughs> but no, I I purchased something at TPE, and it was not something I could actually get at TPE. I had to actually like I put in the purchase, you know, there, and uh, they sent me an invoice. I paid and blah blah blah, and it was shipped to me and all that fun stuff. But I ordered myself. A Cigar Oasis XL 3.0. and oh, you splurge. Yes. That's awesome. This guy, I'm opening this up right now, live on the camera here. It features consistent humidity distribution. Adjust the humidity set point. So it's got these buttons here on the thing. And they're soft touch buttons. And... You can, As opposed to hard touch button? Well, the, it just means that like, you don't have to like jam down on the button, basically. You know? Sometimes people like it when the button's jammed down on. Anyway. <coughs> um, so you can adjust the, uh, the temperature and the humidity that you're... Well, not the temperature. You can adjust the humidity that you want to keep the, uh, the unit at. Okay. Um, it has built-in Wi-Fi. So there's an app where I can, like, track my humidity and temperature inside my humidor. I, I swear to God, I thought it was so the cigars would have something to listen to. No, I can and track why that. Would we need, why would we need music in a humidor? And then that way I could, you know, that would be kind of fun. Well, you got to soothe them to sleep. Um, <laughs> and then that way, though, too, if, like, I think, if, I, I think, I don't know, I'm guessing at this point. I think if I'm somewhere else and I notice that my humidity is off, I can adjust it, like, right there on the fly. But well, what um, if there's no, I mean, but don't you have to be there to add liquid? Oh, but see, that's the beauty of this, Jeff. This thing has a gigantic fucking tank, oh, and okay. and I'm getting this out of the box now, so I'm gonna do this. Uh, okay, so this thing has a gigantic tank, and then this part goes on the top, and the beauty of this too. I was, so, all right, let me explain why I have this. So, I have a Winador, and I purchased the Winador from a gentleman because the um, refrigeration unit in it is broken. Basically, the seal is fine, but the refrigeration portion doesn't work. So, you can't adjust, you can't keep things at a constant temperature in it. It's basically whatever the temperature of the room is. In the, you know what I mean, in there. So if it's cool out, then it's going to be cold in there. If it's hot out, it's going to be hot in there. You know, that kind yeah. of thing. And so anyway, I um, I purchased this and I wanted to use it for cigars. And uh, it's great. It's got all these cedar trays. I um, think you carried that around in the back of your car for like six months. I did. This is the thing that when I got when I thought I got pulled over by a cop, it was actually the car behind me because I had this in the car with me. <laughs> That's right. Yep. And so, anyway. <laughs> anyway, I've wanted one of these units for this because I figured this would be the most optimum way of controlling the humidity within the Winador. 
Yeah. So I thought I was going to have to drill a hole in the back of the of the you know unit to to thread the power cable for the cigar oasis out of it. Yeah. Here's where it's brilliant, Jeff. They have with their power cable. They have the power cable which connects to a ribbon cable, and you thread that ribbon cable from the unit through the seam. So like basically, it's just a very thin cable. And so you can slip it like through the the crack of the door, and you can still shut the door, and it creates the seal. Okay. So now I don't have to worry about you know having to drill a hole through the back of it or anything like that. I can just plug it right in. It's brilliant. No, because nobody you don't want to have to drill into a perfectly good like no metal box. I mean that yeah, yeah that would be pointless, silly. So anyway. But no, so I've got this, so I am going to be setting this up this week and giving it a shot, and so over the next uh, however many episodes, I mean, I'll I'll give my my long-form review and uh, discuss how the Cigar Oasis Excel 3.0 is working for me. I'm really looking forward to it, though. I, for one, cannot wait to hear more about your Cigar Oasis journey. That sounded very, very fake, but okay. <laughs> I mean, dude, this is a really cool product, and if it works really well, then quite frankly... Maybe it's just the ugly head of jealousy showing. You could have bought one. I don't have enough cigars to do a cigar oasis. That's my problem. Well, that's the other thing. Is so I also have a mini fridge, and... I'm thinking that if this works in the Winador, yeah, I might buy a second one for the mini fridge. How many cigars do you have? Metric fuck ton, Jeff. You've been okay. to my place. You've seen it. Well, then why do you buy new ones? Why don't you smoke down the stock? I really don't buy many new ones. Okay. I get I get many of them just like samples and gifted and things of that nature. I Okay. I, I mean Every once in a while, when I'm over at Riverman, I might buy, like, one or two. But that's just because, like, I'm there, you know? And, like, yeah. it's not... Pl- well, yeah, you, can't, you, can't, you can't bring stuff to the shop. That's just not how it's done. But, like, you know, but, like, no. in terms of, like, home use, no, I don't, like... It's not like I'm, like, getting in the car today and being all like, oh, I got to go to the cigar shop and pick up a few so that I have some for tonight and tomorrow and blah, 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 and all that. It's like, no, I, I have plenty. I have plenty. Do I, I want near enough cigars? Do I want to smoke them all? I mean, look, it's one of those things you always have something in mind, and it's like, is that what I'm looking for at the time? I don't know, but um, well, you heard me going through my humidor today when we were going to do this episode, mm-hmm. and I'm down to some really, really expensive stuff and some stuff that, like you said, is going to kick my ass. Yeah. Stuff that I'm kind of surprised you even have, and I don't know why you have it. It's I just ended up with it over time. So I probably <sighs> need to just give that one especially to you. Oh, God, I don't even know if I want that one. That's strong. <laughs> I just, well, let's be real. You and I smoked a very similar-ish cigar on the show once, and, yeah. I mean, it, it kind of over time kicked my ass, too. So I don't Fair know. Enough. I don't know if I'm feeling it, but we'll see. So okay then yeah um but anyway so no I'm looking forward to trying out the cigar oasis I don't know I'm 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 they you know it's an interesting company because not only do they have that but they distribute without and a couple of other products you know 
And well, uh, and I'm a big fan of the whip out. Me that too. Stuff works like a charm. Mm-hmm. And you know, I know lounges <laughs> that actually put it out every night. They'll clean out their ashtrays and then put a little scoop of whip out in their trays. Um, you know, and it just it keeps well, the place fresh. Exactly, because that ash particulate is what really starts to stink over time. When that gets mm-hmm. when that gets nasty and old, it gets gross smelling. And so the whiff out kind of helps, you know, keep like you said, keep it fresh. So yeah. I don't know. It's just it's it's another product that you and I both dig right. and that they distribute and um I figured that uh if if they're in on that too, then you know, they must know what they're doing. So anyway. You would think. You would well, think. and they were at the trade show, and they they could not have been nicer. We stood and talked to them for quite a while, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I was very impressed. Mm-hmm. Well, that's when I got my cigar oasis. <laughs> that's How did I, I not pay attention to that? Too many blue carpet carpet gummies. I don't know. That or too many blue carpet like you know info booth, babes, booth babes. That's true too. Babes, a yeah. lot of those walking around. Yeah. Um, Anyway, they were distracting. They were. They were a little bit distracting. So, just to give everybody kind of a heads up as to kind of the sequence of the next um, handful of shows, it's going to get really kind of random here. So, um, we were supposed to have uh, recorded with Jonas from Blackbird. However, um, that was supposed to have been done Thursday, last Thursday. we ended up canceling that. Jeff had a uh, uh, basketball game, right? Yeah, I was actually, uh, I was, okay. So the Illinois High School Athletics Association, or association, Illinois High School Athletics, whatever, IHSA. Doesn't matter, but okay. <laughs> in, their, in their infinite wisdom, have decided to break up their state tournament and put it over multiple days where it used to be one day, then the next day. Yes. So... What they've done is they want all the championship games on Saturday. So the smaller schools play on Thursday, the then the bigger schools play on Friday, then all the championship games happen on Saturday. Well, the problem for like a small school, like we ran into this past week, it was the girls' state tournament. Um, you know, we had a team up there, uh, actually two Southern Illinois teams playing for state, which was really cool because we don't get that a lot. But we had uh, Christopher, which is in a county that I cover, and then Oakville, which is in between like my area and the St. Louis area. And they they played on Thursday, and then had to the school had to either pay for them to stay two days or drive them three four hours back home, and then drive them back up two days later because IHSA can't get their head out of their butt and figure out they should, you know have the games back to back so that doesn't happen well again because this is an instance where for some reason somebody thought oh it's just illinois it's not that big of a state but it's a fucking huge state and people drive far and i don't understand why people don't understand that but yeah i bet christopher was every bit of a three and a half to four hour drive well just get there but see you know what it is is it's it's northern illinois folks just thinking that they're the center of the universe and, you know, whatever. Well, and I hate to say it, for the bigger teams, it still works out because they play Friday and then Saturday. Yep. Yep. But for the little 1A and 2A schools, um, they kind of, again, as normal, get the short end of the stick. Anyway. Just think about it. 
you go up, you go up on Thursday. I'm sorry, I'm whining about this. You go, the team goes up. Now I got an alarm going off. Son of a bitch. Yeah, I don't even know if you can hear that. But I, I briefly did. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, and uh, I think I had an alarm set to call you. Anyway, we okay. <laughs> but well, it's off now. That's good. So, all so, right. Anyway. But yeah, so it, you know the problem is you go up if you lose and play in the third place bracket, you play that night. Well, then has your school already booked your hotel rooms for the next two days? And then what do you do? Do you stay? Do you go home? Like it's they IHSA has created a nightmare for these small schools. Anyway, I know I've whined on too long about it. I'll shut up. Anyway, the bottom line is Jeff had some sports, and I uh, came down with a head cold. And so between all that, we uh, postponed our um, interview with Jonas. Um, theoretically, that should be coming up this week, I think. Okay. I think. Um, but then also, um, we uh, I was just texting with Nick Gervais, and um, he should be getting the My Monthly Cigars boxes out here shortly to where we should be uh, hopefully sitting down with him to open up that and um, discuss uh, his version of the TPE events because he likes to throw in his 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 two cents as well. well I, I saw more than one person uh, talking about the fact that we need to hear from him to see what actually went on. I mean, like they don't trust you and I. I was gonna you. say, what what does that imply? That implies that you and I aren't telling the truth as to what went on. I mean, you know, if there's, I mean, we might have left out a laughing fit here and there, but other than that, look, covered it. The all. bottom line is, is <clears throat> that you and I, um, we're known to show our asses. So I mean, like, why would people think that we wouldn't like tell all? You know. Uh huh. Just saying. Well, you now, okay. Now you self-censor more than I do. A little bit. I'd say in most cases, I do a little <laughs> bit. I mean, let's be honest. We've got to keep a little of our private lives private. Um, but by true. and large, you know, by and large, we're you and I are kind of an open book. I heard, yeah, for the most part. And oddly enough, for a group of people that that in most cases is pretty openly hostile to us. <laughs> That's valid. That's valid. Yeah, you go on the parishioners wall, man. Those guys are merciless. Yes, and um, but I want to give I want to give a shout out to the parishioners, though. Okay. Um, because yeah. I um, I don't even know how to bring this up. So we uh, we had a post in the parishioners group. And, it was it was from one of our listeners. Yes, and I'm trying to find it. Um, trying to find it. Probably should have had this pulled up and ready. But to be honest, well, it, you didn't know where I was taking the conversation. I, di- I didn't. I didn't know. And um, I'm actually looking for it. Where is it? Oh, so should I go into the whole thing here, Jeff? Like, yeah, you know what? And here here's why. I okay. So we had 99.9% of the time, <clears throat> you know, we're using the parishioners page to rip on our, you know, ourselves or our listeners rip on us and mm-hmm. you know, we have a good time with it. But we actually had one of one of one of our parishioners, one of our one of one of our brothers in the leaf reach out 
and has had some really heavy stuff going on in his life. So, Sean, listener Sean, Sean Bustos, um, posted and uh, basically announced that uh, his daughter had passed away uh, late last year, and that can't he, even imagine. Yeah, he he doesn't know what to do. He's hurting pretty bad, and he asked, "What would you recommend?" And uh, I want to give a shout out to all the parishioners who, you know, took it serious and commented on it and, you know, um, gave this guy like, you know, some 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 love because, you know, given the fact that that group by and large is a lot of people just, you know, ripping on us or each other and just kind of having a good time. Yeah. Um, you and I both amongst ourselves when we discussed it, Jeff basically said like, you know, this guy must be really hurting to reach out to a group of jackasses like us. And, and I will tell you, I absolutely hate this. I've done, done a little research on it and brother, our, our hearts go out to you. We, we love you. And like I said, in the post that I put up or in the comment on the post, I'm praying for you, and I have been, and I hope everybody else in the audience does too. I can't imagine what this cat's gone through, and, no. you know, I just, nothing but love. It's just sad. And so, anyway, um, yeah, the parishioners, they tend to bust on us, and they tend to make jokes about, you know, all kinds of random shit. And look, there's a lot of fun that goes on in that group. I mean, I know Nick had a a photo caption contest about you in the pink trailer at TPE and everything. And that was a lot. That was really fun. And that was a lot of fun and everything like that. But I'm, I'm, I I just want to thank those that took that seriously as well. So, well, and and like I said, our, our hearts go out to you, brother. And we're thinking about you. Um, you know, re- reach out to people, reach out to friends, you know, just it, like I said, it's, it's just, it's a horrible situation and we really care about you. And at the end of the day, you know, we joke and we play around, but I mean, we're, we're family on here and we're hurting for you. Yep. So what do you get on your cigar? It is a very, very good cigar. It's a little peppery. Um, considering it's a Honduran Puro, I'm getting, I'm getting more of a Nicaraguan type pepper on the tobacco. I got some spice on the retrohale, um, but the retrohale is is very Again, smooth. We're smoking two completely different. We are, we are. I'm smoking yeah. the Placencia Almafuerte, which I believe we've smoked on the show before, but it's one of those ones that I had, and I was like, you know what? I feel like something fancy today. And, and um, I'm smoking the Cuba. Aliados, Aliados, whatever. Is it Just, Aliados? Whatever. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who cares? The company that makes it. But uh, I'm doing the original blend, and that was actually, uh, you know, blended up by our friends down at Jerry Tobacco. You know, my my good friend Julio that I used to hang out with down by the schoolyard. Anyway, I was waiting for that lead on that to come along. Um, you got to give me credit. I slow burned that. I yeah, waited a while. You did. You did. So. Um, anyway, well, why don't we go ahead and, um, I, I have something I want to do. Um, why don't we go ahead and get into the Villiger entertainment segment, but we're going to do something a little different this this time. So, you know, Villiger cigars, guys, 
if we keep saying it, if you haven't tried it, what's what are you they're, waiting for? They're big in Europe. They're moving into North America. Give them a shot. You got to give them a shot. Make fantastic cigars. They've got all kinds of great blends. Um, you know, go to their website, Villager Cigars. Go to their website and check the store locator. Find out where you can get them in your area and do it. Do it, do it, do and it, because you're going to enjoy it. If you don't it. have them in your area, talk to your little brick and mortar about bringing them in. Exactly. And, you know, if you're dying to try them um, before your brick and mortar maybe brings them in, then, uh, you know, I'm sure one of the shops on their short store locator does mail order of some sort. So you can reach out to those and, and get some. But you're going to want to try them because, you know, we've had a number of them on the show and... They're just, they're always super great. My personal favorite still ranking top is the TAA 2020. Um, you fell in love with that. I really did. I'm looking forward to, I, I'm assuming, I mean, look, they've done one for three years running now, at least three years <laughs> running now. Um, so I'm, I'm guessing they're going to do a TAA 2023. I don't know. Renee. Shoot me a message if you hear this and let me know if you are or not, because I feel like a fool not knowing. But at the same time, like, well, and here's the thing. I'm just going I, off past history, but I may be wrong here, but you and I are both in the St. Louis area, which yeah. we talk about openly. Yeah. <clears throat> Is there a TAA store in St. Louis? Because mm. <laughs> I don't know if there is. Maybe I, I mean I know I can get it at Diebel's in Maybe. Kansas City. I know you can get it where you got it down in Memphis. Where was that? Uh that was a tinderbox, I think. I think it was a tinderbox. Yeah, it was, was a tinderbox. Sure. Um the only one that I can think of in St. Louis that possibly might be a TAA store is uh John's Pipe Shop. Oh, okay. That would be the only one that wouldn't like that comes to mind that I would be like, yes, they they I mean, but I don't know. But um the bottom line is um, if they, you know, if they're doing a TAA 2023, I'm going to l- really be looking forward to trying that guys, Villager cigars. You're going to want to try them. So, amen. We're going to do something a little different here, Jeff. Now, you know, normally we spend this time talking about TV and movies that we've watched and that sort of thing. Okay. But it's an entertainment segment. Okay. It's, it's things people do for entertainment. And you and I, you know, like I said. Wait a minute, you're not going to talk about what you did in the hotel in Vegas when I knocked on the door. Stop. Just please. No, 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 no. So (laughs) normally we talk about TVs and movies. But today I want to showcase two games that I think I'm going to. I, I think, guys, uh, manufacturers that are out there listening, if uh, you want to sponsor one of these, I think they'd make for some fine segment material. So, the first one, Jeff. Okay. It's a game called Super Fight. And Super Fight, basically... Is, is this a multiplayer game, or is it like solitaire, like you were playing in Vegas? Mm. You did that before, okay? I don't want to hear it. You were you you literally copped to it and admitted to it before. But anyway, whatever. It's a game where you argue with your friends over ridiculous fights. All right. Now, you gotta like this one. Yeah, this is definitely a ridiculous fight. Now, but this this is gonna be different. So here's the deal. There's different color cards here, and those color cards determine who's fighting and with what. So I'm going to uh, 
just pull. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. What we're gonna. What kind of nerd store did you buy this in? Barnes and Noble. Okay. So they have some interesting games and things there. I will admit that. Yes, exactly. So I'm gonna do this. Various, you know, what strategic games? Mm-hmm. You know, a game I've never played is Magic. The card game. Never played that. I have. Of course, it's been a very long time. I have um, played Dungeons and Dragons, and we ne- we really need to get a Dungeons and Dragons game together. Well, I mean, there are groups. On. There are groups all over St. Louis for that, Jeff. True. You can you can go and do a meetup and join a group, and you know, boy, that's even for me. That's a next level nerd kind of thing to do. <laughs> it would be a next level nerd thing, and don't <laughs> think for a moment that uh, I. Uh, wouldn't um I mean that that ranks up there with me getting out my foam sword and going to battle in some park in yeah, St. Louis. Yeah. So okay, so here here's how this works. Basically, there's a white card and on the white card you have, you know, the 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 person doing in the fight, okay? Okay. Then there are black cards and the black cards are descriptives and those descriptives basically add the flavor to the fight. So here's the fight you and I just from random draw here. These are the fight. This is the fight you and I are going to we're going to hash this out. We're going to discuss who would win in this fight. So, Jeff, I have no idea what the hell you're talking about. Who who would win in a fight between the Incredible Hulk with no bones, but in a jet fighter? Do you follow me? How big of a jet fighter is it going to take for the Hulk to fit in? But he has no bones. So you just pour him in like like he's a just, like kind of just kind of blobby. So it's the Hulk with no bones in a jet fighter versus how does the Hulk smash with no bones? Doesn't matter. Just just go with it. Okay, he's he smashes with freaking tactical nuclear missiles. Okay, because he's fighting a flying a jet fighter. So versus well, not every jet fighter. Will I you mean, will you just just some of them have sidewinders? You know, this is why this segment's going to go to shit because whatever. Anyway, versus. The devil, who is armed with a lightsaber, piloting an attack drone. What? Yep. What are you smoking? You have a cigar, right? Placencia Amaforte, yes. But no, that's the point of this game. It's ridiculous. So you have the Hulk, who has no bones, in a jet fighter, fighting against the devil, Armed with a lightsaber, piloting an attack drone. Okay, but first of all, is the lightsaber attached to the attack drone? He's armed with a lightsaber. We don't know if it's attached to the attack drone or if he has the he has the lightsaber. I would assume probably clipped to his belt because I would think it would probably be taking both hands to pilot the attack drone. Okay, and does he have one of those two sided? Because I mean, he could, but I've I'll be honest. Thought when I, you th- swung that, you'd end up like taking out your midsection. Yeah, that, the other that, that two-sided one feels stupid. Yeah, and nowhere, other, but I will Ren's. say, nowhere new near as stupid as Kylo Ren's with the fucking Kylo hilt. Ren's where it's got like the, the hilt spikes. Yeah, what the, the hell is that? About? Dumbest fucking thing on earth. But anyway, it really is. So, well, no, the dumbest thing in nerddom right now is the discovery spinning around before it takes off into warp, but. That's my Star Trek 
Good God. Let it go. You know they announced that the fifth season's the end of it, right? It's, oh, God. It was, it they're, was, they're putting it out of its misery. The, they redid the Klingons. I mean, come on. You're getting off topic here. So, okay. So, the Hulk with no bones in a jet fighter versus the devil arm of the lightsaber piloting a attack drone. Now, First here, of all, how is the Hulk going to control the jet? Unless it's one of these, uh, like, Foxfire deals where he controls it with his mind. Look. He has no bones. He He's had, not going to be able to steer. Well, then maybe you're making the argument for the devil then. Or how is he going to be able to switch between his weaponry? You know, to talk maybe to you're making people. a very valid point or a very valid argument for the why the devil with a lightsaber and an attack drone is going to win. The problem is, I don't want to ever say that the devil wins because in the end he does. And see, and here's the thing: the matter Hulk gets, the stronger Hulk gets. So, like, you know, if he's getting pissed at the devil for like you know, attacking him and like, you know, uh, tearing up his jet fighter. Maybe he gets madder. So <laughs> I got somewhere I'm going to go with this and it's, it's going to cost us the villager segment. I guarantee you. Then don't. <laughs> are you saying, are you saying that the Hulk is, I mean, let's be honest. There are other things that get hard that don't have bones. Are you saying the Hulk's going to get hard? Fuck Jeff. That is not what I was saying. And you can break your penis, by the way. Oh, dude, I, I grew up on a farm. Like, that, that happens to bulls quite often. That can actually. that can 100% be done. So, you yeah. know, yeah. But anyway. Wait, so wait, so you're saying the Hulk can be broken? No, because the stronger Hulk gets the matter Hulk. Get, or the when, matter when Hulk, the Hulk gets stronger. Gets. He could get broken. I mean, it would take a pretty next level it, threat. Or not ingratiated, engorged, excuse me. It would me. take a next level threat, but I'm sure it could happen. I I'm mean, afraid if the Hulk gets engorged in the fighter jet, he's just going to bust out of it like his clothes. I, You know, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. This, uh, Jeff, th I'm asking you. This is the, the question on the table. The Hulk with no bones in a jet fighter versus the devil arm with a lightsaber and a piling and attack drone. See, okay, so... It depends on who can maintain air superiority. <laughs> yeah, because you always want the high ground. Exactly. Yeah. So do you think a jet fighter takes out the... See, that's the thing. I kind of look at it this way. He's got a jet fighter. He has an attack drone. I'm thinking the jet fighter takes out the attack drone. Pretty quickly. So then, well, if you look at it that way, it's a Hulk with no bones in a jet fighter versus the devil a with a lightsaber. What the attack drone is armor. One, if it's up armored, and two, is it a situation where I mean, what kind of weapons platform does it have? I don't know. <clears throat> I mean, those are key components. Jeff, the card says piloting an attack drone. Okay, I don't know any of the details of the armor system or weapon platform of said attack drone. Does it have like a mini gun? Does it have? Sure. Arm it with whatever you want to arm it with in your mind in order to make a decision on this. This okay. is gone. This has already gone on the way longer. Than okay. I it would. So let's say, let's say the devil's attack drone has a cruise missile. Uh-huh. Now granted, that's going to have to be a really big drone to carry that armament, but, for the for the sake of argument, we'll just say that. I mean, the devil's got a big budget. Okay, and then the Hulk, you know, is engorged and fighting a jet fighter. Okay, he's doing his so best you, Maverick impression. 
you you have hmm. yep i mean i gotta go with the hulk he's an avenger i mean he is an avenger yeah but it is the devil with a lightsaber see i think this would have been a better argument if you had thor because thor is at least a demigod Look, I just random pulled from the deck, dude. I mean, it could have been a classroom of kindergartners versus the devil, for all I know. I mean, that's the thing. This this just Ooh. ended up being what the luck of the draw was. Okay. So, you know, this well, is I'm, this is I'm, the situation. Going, you got to just I'm going with you got to take the fight as it's presented to it. You know, I'm a fan of Bruce Banner. You're not gonna like actually that. That's what you're. So so. So in this situation, you're not looking at all the pros and cons of the situation. You're just going straight with, I like Bruce Banner. I don't like the devil. I'm going with the Hulk. I'm going to assume the Hulk has the Holy Ghost on his side. And that's not mentioned on the card. That's an assumption on my part. I mean, again, I think the jet fighter takes out the attack drone. I'm just saying that. I don't care how up armored. I don't care how the attack drone gets the jump on the jet fighter. I don't. I just don't see it. I think the attack or I think the jet fighter takes out the attack drone. So then it becomes a question of the Hulk with no bones in a jet fighter versus the devil armed with a lightsaber. And I think that if that's the case, it all depends on the jumping ability of the devil. You know, like can the devil like jump up to the plane and like start hacking away at it with the lightsaber? I mean, you know that 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 is a a, a very. He mis- was an angel. Does he still have wings? I don't. I, know. I don't know. It's a mismatched fight. So the question becomes: Can a jet fighter take on the devil with a with a lightsaber? And I'm gonna say that and I a think half blasted Hulk in the cockpit. <laughs> I think if the Hulk can just manage to keep his distance and keep it a distance fight to where he can like strafe him with missiles and and guns and things of that nature. I think he could take out the devil. I think the minute it becomes a close combat kind of aerial fight, aerial fight to where, you know, even assuming the devil has wings and can fly. Um, Do you know which type of jet fighter the Hulk's in? I don't. I don't know anything like, about the jet. Is he rocking an A-10? It literally says in a jet fighter. So I don't know if this is like, you know, I don't know what. I don't have any idea. Bottom line is, if the Hulk can keep his distance, I think the Hulk takes it. I think if it becomes close combat, I think the devil wins with the lightsaber. Well, and I, I mean, possibly a Harrier. You know, because if the devil gets, if the devil gets close, he loses the advantage of the jet fighter, and then he's just a flaccid Hulk. He's a he's a half flaccid, yeah, yeah. And I just I don't I don't know how that works. Hmm. So. So I guess that that that's how I come down on it is uh I, I can't say the devil wins. I can't bring myself to do it. Fine. We'll go ahead and say the Hulk wins, but <laughs> but re, but realistically, I do think it does come down to how the fight goes down. I, maybe, I, I, you I know, know I think, maybe like a uh, I think Scarlet Witch a versus the flip, devil. Flip of the coin in this regard. Okay. Yeah, so that that maybe, was maybe an Olsen fighting the devil would that, be different. That was Super Fight, and I'll be honest, I think Super Fight has potential for a good to be a good segment. I think I think it does. I, I do. Um, okay. So here's the other one. The other one is called... We're still doing the Villager segment. Yes, we are still doing Because this is entertainment. People play games. Yeah. You know, they get with their friends. They play games. Well, I don't know how entertaining our conversation was. I mean, whatever. Anyway, but the, people get with their friends and they play games. And so the second one is called Pick Your Poison. And 
It's really a simple thing, dude. It's basically which would you do, you know? So I'm going to pull two cards here at random. And I'm so gonna... it's kind of the antithesis of One Must Go, which is a segment we'll be doing later. It's I which mean... one are we going to keep, not which one are we getting rid of. Yeah, but I'm I'm guessing these are probably not good options. Okay. So anyway, so you have uh you have two choices here, Jeff. Okay. You could either get a nosebleed everyone t- every time somebody says your last name. Okay. Or you could fight a kangaroo with your bare hands. Or you can what? Fight a kangaroo with your bare hands. Oh, I'm gonna take the nosebleed all day. Kangaroos will kick your ass. I mean, dude, that's a nosebleed for the rest of your life every time somebody says your last name. Yeah, but very few people will ever say my last name. Valid. People like saying my last name, though. Well, yeah, because you're a television you know, character. Yeah, the the ladies tend to enjoy the fact you're that... You're essentially like, Michael Bolton at this point. Yeah, the, of, they, of new girl. they make a lot of new girl references with me. Yeah. And so, like, I hear my last name a lot. And so, like, and it'd be yeah, but weird. you're not gonna do well against a kangaroo, man. That thing is gonna kick the shit out of you. I I know, but I mean, I just have to survive. I don't have to like, you know, win the fight. I just is have it to an survive. Battle like Family Guy with the chicken. Like, does he does the kangaroo just pop up randomly? And I mean, attack I, would, you? I would hope not. I would think it'd be a one time deal. Yeah, if it's a one off, I mean, I might get that. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna take your ass beating, but you know, you're not gonna keep bleeding out the nose after you heal up. Exactly. So I think I'm going to go with the kangaroo. I think I'm going to fight the kangaroo. No. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to fight the kangaroo so that I avoid the nosebleeds. Yeah. Oh, he's going to just pummel you. You know, you say that, but there was that one di- that one video online take your where that right where that out. kangaroo was fucking up that dog and the guy ran over and just you know, punched the kangaroo right in the face and that kangaroo just kind of stood there like what the hell just happened and then like back down. Yeah. So it may be a situation where the kangaroo, like, maybe because it's not expecting to get hit back, it just, like, backs down like a bitch. Wait, so is this basically your version of Han Solo where you punch first? I mean, I think with a kangaroo, you almost have to punch first. I think if you let them get in the first hit, you're fucked. Oh, no, you don't want to let them get the upper hand. I mean, exactly. That's why you backed down from the raccoon that time. You didn't want to get... back down from that raccoon. That raccoon and I... Came to a mutual agreement and stood I down. I really don't think for it the went betterment down. of all involved. Really don't think it went down that way. But anyway, anyway, that goddamn thing was on a time hissing at me. Mm-hmm. Hey, you got to give me credit. I was within like six feet of that goddamn thing, and I did not back <laughs> down. Yeah, I mean, you did because you have a face. Because it would have ripped your face off. That's we how that. Down, that's we realized it was uh, mutually uh, to both of our. Benefits. No, Jeff, that raccoon was going to rip your face off. And everybody who's heard this story knows it. Nobody believes that. Nobody believes that the raccoon backed down. No, it, it was it was mutual. Nobody we, believes. We that both the raccoon. stood our ground. No. We both. We he turned. I turned. I don't. I don't think that's how that went down. But anyway. Well, you were too busy running away for your life. To know yes, really because I wanted to preserve my face. <laughs> In that situation. I not have to be the fastest, just faster than you. That's all I was saying. That's why I was getting my head start to the door. Yeah, you did. You ran 
I didn't. You you run. left. I mean, me I I did leave. I did raccoon. I did leave. I mean, hey, you brought that raccoon on yourself. But anyway, that's true. It's neither here nor there. That is valid. Stupid shit Jeff does to impress a girl. So <laughs> anyway, um, toe to toe with a raccoon, and she's just sitting there all like, "Isn't he cute?" And I'm like, "You need to go. You need to go right now." <laughs> Like, this is going to end poorly. Was she um, saying I was cute or the raccoon? The raccoon. The raccoon. Yeah. Come on, That's Jeff. Be, be, <laughs> you know, I'm willing to put up with your fucking fantasy about this so far, but, like, that was a line too far, okay? <laughs> Come on. Yeah, she didn't think it was Yeah, cute. no, no. So, okay, so in that case, we're both picking to fight the raccoon. Or, um, um no, kangaroo. No, I said I'm going to take the nosebleed. That's right. You said the nosebleed because nobody says your last name. Well, I'm just yeah. going to start calling you Egbert. God damn it. Now just I'm bleeding. Every... <laughs> Dick. <laughs> well, this has been the Villager segment. I think both of those could be fun actually, segments, to be honest. Actually, I have a show that I want to talk about during this. Okay. And, well, and, and in, in all fairness, I do too, but I wanted to get those in. Okay. So I've been watching, and this is timely. As today's headlines, um, I've been watching this Murdoch or Mar- Murdoch or th- this this murder down in the Carolinas thing with this like this lawyer that just got sentenced. I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, dude. Okay, so this cat and and he's been convicted of it now. Uh, he has been convicted of killing his son and his wife. Okay. On it on their property. It was this whole big trial. I don't know how you missed this. So, like, he said, I wasn't at the dog kennels. You know, I went to visit my mom. His mom has dementia. And went to visit her, came back and found him dead. Well, the problem is the son had made a video at the kennel talking about his... his, He he thought something was wrong with his dog's tail. I, I don't know any more of that, any more of the story than that. But he thought something was wrong with his dog's tail. Made a video, and you can hear the dad in the background in the kennels talking to him and the mom. Oh, shit. And that was on the kid's phone. So when they finally got his phone opened, they found this video, and it proved he was at the kennel. So then he got on the stand and apparently had to admit, yeah, I've been lying about that. I was there. And, like, it completely just tore. Why he ever got on the stand, I'll never know. Hmm. But he got on the stand. I guess, you know, he's a lawyer and he thought that he was going to outsmart everybody, but he just came off looking horrible. Yeah. Yeah. And is now serving, I believe, two life sentences. Good. Well, there you go. But they're, they've got, there's, there's like a Netflix documentary series about it. And then 2020 just did a big piece on it um, that we watched over the weekend. And, you know, that true crime stuff, I do love watching that. Okay. But it's just, you know, it's all. And the weird thing is there's all these deaths that are connected to this family, all of the stuff that had been happening. Like this lawyer had gotten like four million dollars for a client, never told the client and kept the money. Oh, shit. Yeah. And he'd apparently for years had been skimming from his law firm and, you know, stealing from clients. And yeah, he's just bad news all the way around. Hmm. Yeah. But it's a whole thing. Yeah, if you get a chance to look it up, it's Murdaugh. It's I think it's M U R D 
A U G H or something. It's you'll have to you have to look it up. You anybody that wants to research it that doesn't know about it can find it pretty easily. But yeah, he just got convicted, I believe, last week. All right, then. and they sentenced him like within a day, which you and I both know covering court cases that never happens. Yeah, they were quick with that. Yeah, sentencing is usually a month to three months down the road, depending. Mm-hmm. And this wasn't so. Hmm. I don't know if they considered him such a flight risk. They went ahead and, you know, just did everything rapidly. I'm not sure because, uh, you know, apparently the old boy's got money and, and you know, had means to get away if he needed to. So well, then that might be it then. They did not give him the opportunity. There you go. Um, I finished up the first season of uh, Mayor of Kingstown last night. And Okay. Uh, what did you think? Uh, I mean, it was intense, man, you know, with the prison riot and all kinds of shit. Yes. I mean, oh, yeah. Spoilers. Um, well, you know, you know, it's been out for a year. I mean, it has, it has, I mean, you know, I've got, uh, there's two more episodes left of the current season. I think that are still to drop. I haven't watched any of season two yet, but, um, um, but I, I liked the first season. Um, you know, there's, there's Jeremy Renner's good. Jeremy Renner is really good. And I like that show a lot. And, um, uh, I'll tell you the, the mom in it. Um, she's been in a ton of stuff. She was the mom in the Lost Boys. Yes, that's right. Yep, yep, yep. yep. You're right. That, by the way, that is an incredible movie. Aww. To this day, I'll still watch the Lost Boys if it's on. <laughs> yeah, Kiefer Sutherland in a super like '80s look. <laughs> yeah, and the Corys. And the Corys. You know? Yep. Well, yeah. and and which one was it? It was um, it was um. It wasn't Keanu Reeves. It was the other one from Bill and Ted. He was a vampire. Oh, that's right. Yep. Yep. So. Yeah. That yeah. was, yeah. Anyway, random, but that that's a good movie. Super random. But yeah. Um. Anyway. <laughs> but no, I watched uh, Mary Kingstown. So I'm caught up uh, with the first season. I just need to watch the second one now. And, um, and also, also, Jeff, I did watch uh, the most recent episode of Alaska Daily. Okay, now this is a spoiler alert for anybody. Cause yeah, any, yeah, any anybody who has any interest whatsoever in watching Alaska Daily, um, you know this. And one, you should. This... It's really good, and it explains. Okay, we do it on a lesser extent, but it really kind of does explain what Nick and I do for a living. You know, it's on a grander scale, and it's Hollywood produced kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. But. You know, there there are a lot of similarities to what we do in 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 our small communities with our papers. They tend to be very uh, like, it, yeah. all right. Let, let or let's get into this episode. Okay. So I had a few nitpicks. Okay. I love how for the better part of the entire first half of the season, um, she's getting all these like death threats and whatever else from concerned citizen. And they didn't like bother to check in on the guy, but then suddenly, the minute he comes into the to the fucking office and holds her at gunpoint, suddenly across the street in the bar, half fucking drunk, all of them can get on a laptop and figure out exactly who the fuck this guy is in the space of like ten minutes. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like they had oh, there's this guy that's been posting all over our shit with all those like 
environmental, like, you know, anti you know, corporation stuff and blah, blah, blah. And, oh, look, suddenly we found his Twitter handle by the same fucking handle name. And, oh, now he's attached to this, like, Alex Jones-ish wannabe guy. And it's the same name. And, oh, look, now this is attached to this name. And, oh, look, now it's this guy. It's like they figured it out. They figured out who this guy is in the matter of like 10 minutes. And the thing is, why couldn't you have done that when he mailed a fucking bullet to the office? Valid. You know, wouldn't that have made more sense? Yeah. Avoid the trouble. It, I think it was more. Um, well, I mean, let's be honest. There was a lot of Hollywood license. Taken oh, there was a ton. Yeah. And, you know, and also. <laughs> all right. This is also, I will say this. The okay. episode was almost, compared to the rest of the series up to now, yeah. it was almost a standalone episode where you didn't... I mean, I'll be honest. I don't think you had to watch the first five or six episodes to watch this episode. Mm. It, it helped with you some did of the not. backstory. You did not. You did not. It was almost like it was shot... That, that's the one thing I didn't like about this episode is it was almost shot like it was a completely different, random, like, piece. It didn't flow with what the show's done up to now. Um, I, dis- I don't know if they did it just for the big cliffhanger of the mid-season, like, comeback thing. or Yeah, I, I kind of was- disagree with that. I mean, I think they had to, like, you know, it was a very, um, you want to know what it felt like to me, is it felt like a cheap episode to film. Because typically with TV shows, if they go to a lot of different locations, they've got to secure those oh, locations. Oh, the cost goes through the roof. In this case, dude, it was isolated to the office, the bar, and then maybe like a house or two, you know? Yeah. And that was it. I mean, it was super like, well, and, you know, you know even, limited even, locations. You know, I like to listen to the office ladies, you know, doing their recap yeah. of the of the episodes of The Office. And they'll even talk about that when they were way over budget, how they would do a show that was all like in the office or all in one location yeah, because it was, it was cheaper to film. Exactly. So that's that's why you go back, you know, especially eighties comedies. Um, you know, they would do those, uh, those episodes where they did, they were getting like interviewed and they, and the office even did one of these where they're getting interviewed, you know, by this was for a potential buyer, you know, of the Dunder Mifflin paper company. They sit down with Toby and they're going through, well, are there any liabilities? And they flash back. They do these flashback shows. Yeah. All these things that have gone on. Clip well, those shows. Those are very cheap to yep. do because, you know, you've already got the clips done. I think you have to pay scale to the actors that are in them still, but, you know, you've already got it filmed. You don't have to reshoot it. Yeah. So it, it makes for very, I think, cheap and interesting episodes because if, you, if you're into the show, you like watching those recaps, but. Yeah, they that that's one of the ways they save money. Anyway, so my point is I feel like this was kind of a cheap episode for them. Additionally, I think they had to like pay off on that whole storyline cuz let's be real, they can't keep this whole like, oh, she's got somebody threatening her going for like, you know, 14 episodes or however many episodes. Hell, I've had people threatening me for almost 14 years. Yeah, so I, so, I don't know. I just uh I I kind of thought that you know, it just had to be. I thought it was what it was. I thought it was good enough. Um, I will say that the whole the argument that they that was made between the gunman and the reporter about the state of the news media was very black and white. 
He was yeah. making the argument, all the news media is corrupt and in the pocket of big government and big corporations, and they're trying to spin the facts in order to, you know, screw the common man and promote, you know, corporate corporate greed. And then she was coming at it from this idealistic standpoint of, no, you know, we're we're the fourth estate and we're looking out for people and we're here to present an unbiased truth and blah 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 and all this kind of stuff. And and in a perfect world, that's true. We don't live in a perfect world. No, we live and, in a and you very, and I both know there's a lot of shades of gray to what our it's a lot does. of shades of gray to what our industry does, which makes it unfortunately very hard for you and I sometimes because you know. As much as I want to be able to stand up and be like, oh, yeah, truth, justice in the American way, like, you know, we're here to provide the unbiased truth and blah, blah, blah. Dude, I can look at at different media organizations and companies and things like that, and I can say flat out, yes, they are, you know, spinning things in a direction that they want them to be spun. And it's not it's not right. It's not what it should be. But as an industry it does it does hurt us it is as an industry and it makes it real bullshit when you've got something like you know the washington post coming out and you know truth dies in darkness and whatever else it's like you know yeah okay that sounds like you know real like you know super intense but you know fuck guys you know you're part of the problem at times too i mean you know that's the thing the whole cries of fake news wouldn't have gone anywhere if there weren't valid examples to cite of yeah. fake news you know yeah. when when you've got nbc literally editing a tape of what was the guy who shot the kid down in florida right wasn't that i i don't remember this one specifically but i i can I cite other examples i, I was saying there's, there's plenty of examples where tv has has edited video in order to make things look more egregious or more sensational than what they are and they've been sued over it, and the person's won. I mean, there was the one kid who had the standoff with the Indian guy, remember? Yeah, banging the drum. Yeah, yeah and he was wearing his MAGA hat or something like that. And I'm not defending anything, you know, and the MAGA folks and whatnot. I'm just saying that, like, you know, what it boils down to is you have an example of selective editing, and guess what? The kid won in court a lot, you know? A lot. So... Yeah, I mean, so yeah, I, I well because the way the way it was edited up, it made it look like this kid confronted this this guy banging the drum. Mm-hmm. It was the total opposite. Mm-hmm. When you watch the whole tape, the guy comes at him, mm-hmm. and the kid the kid just stood there like frozen, didn't know what to do, and everybody made it out like he was smirking at this guy. No, he was like, you could tell like the hamster was on the wheel, like oh oh shit, what do I do? Yeah. Yeah, and so the long you have to watch the whole tape, not three seconds of the tape to get that. And so that was my other gripe with it is that like you had a black and white argument that was not valid. You know, yeah. it's it's not a valid argument. There's there's a lot of shades of gray in that argument, and that was completely and totally well, and ignored. You, and you know, like me with my newspaper, I tend to be very black and white in my coverage of things. Um, you know, and maybe, maybe that's right. Maybe that's wrong, but it's, it's, it's how I started the paper. It's how I run the paper. Yeah. But, you know, we try not to take a political side. I mean, we, we've raked Democrats over the coals. We've raked Republicans over the coals. You know, if they're, if, if the perception is that they're doing something wrong, 
we dig into it, we find out our facts and we do our stories, but not all the media is like that. They're, they're, I mean, let's be honest. There are editorial board decisions being made across the country to favor one side or the other, you know, depending on if you're, you know, the Washington Post or MSNBC or on the other side, if you're, you know, uh, Breitbart or whoever, whoever the other conservative media, Newsmax or whoever it might be. Yeah. And that's not how news is. News, news should be presented as news. This is what happened. Take from it what you will. And that's not that's not what's going on a lot these days in, in our industry. And, you know, that's our detriment. And that's where I feel like that episode failed is that, is that I feel like it, it simplifies. They have the opportunity to say, yeah, there are problems with it. We're not, you know, we're, we don't all speak with one voice, but let's be honest. A lot of our industry does speak on one side or the other. There, there aren't a lot of, actual real journalists anymore that are down the middle well they're all wrapping themselves up in the first amendment and you know blah 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 and it just yeah it's a shade of gray argument and i it's a much more complicated argument i feel like they simplified it to the point that it was not even a real they had an hour-long show it was i mean probably realistically 42 44 minutes but it wasn't even a real argument it wasn't even a real argument is my point yeah like I don't think the argument they presented exists. I think that it was a very Hollywood argument, very Hollywood argument. And I just, I, I, so again, you know, you talk about it, you know, there are aspects of it that I think are, are closer to what we do than maybe other shows and things that presented. But this is an example where, yeah, they, they shanked it on this one. Fair enough. Yep. So anyway, well, I look forward to this Thursday when the next episode come on comes on to see if they get back on track. <clears throat> because up to now, what they've been doing is pretty pretty hard hitting and pretty on the nose with with what actually does go on. Like I said, this one was a little more Hollywood esque for my taste. I'll admit. Yeah. So anyway, well, that's the uh, Villager Entertainment segment. You got games and you got TV stuff. That's true. There you go. Well, why don't we go ahead and jump into this now? We all need to live united, but one must go. Brought to you by United Cigars, makers of La Giana Havana, Abuelo, Red Anchor, Firecracker, and of course, United Cigars. Distributors of Jose Dominguez, Garofalo, Montoza, and Terra Nova, and the highly acclaimed Atabay, Byron, and Bandolero. Buy United, Smoke United, Live United, United Cigars. All right, so it's time for the one must go. And do you have any suggestions for this one, Jeff? I do not. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> Why would you? Um, so we're, oh, God, I just, I don't even know. Um, I had all these other games, and I'll be honest, I'm sitting here, I'm like, oh, God, I got to come up with the one must go now. Um, so we're coming into springtime. We are. And uh, My lettuce is planted and sprouted, by the way. Okay. I'm I'm glad for you. Um and so I think we ought to try and think of something that's like kind of springtime related. Okay. But I don't I I mean, I am hearing somebody mowing the grass. So somebody out in my neighborhood is mowing already. Why would they do that? Because they're savages. And they so are. um so springtime tends to bring about, you know, a lot of um a lot of those kind of activities, you know, the, 
the you're starting up on your lawn again, you're cleaning out the garage, you're doing your spring cleaning kind of stuff and everything. So how about we do Okay, I've got it. You ready? Okay, go ahead. Okay. So do we give up shorts and tank tops on girls or sundresses? What the fuck, Joe? What kind of, how did you get that from doing lawn work and cleaning out the garage? Well, I mean, when I think of spring, I think of sundresses and girls in shorts and tank tops. And by the way, the answer is shorts and tank tops. You get, you, you want to keep the sundresses. Yes. I want to keep the sundresses. <laughs> I mean, all day long. Why would you get rid of sundresses? I love sundresses. That's what I'm saying. Sundresses is actually how the kilt whole situation came about. I was Wait, in what? I was in the lounge at Riverman. I was talking with a couple of gentlemen there about how it was super hot out and I said it's not fair that women get their flowy sundresses and men have to wear, you know, confining underwear and pants. And I said that we ought to bring back the kilt as well, a fact. I mean, you don't have to wear underwear. Bottom line is you have to at least wear pants. And the thing is you know, I said that we ought to bring back kilts as a fashion accessory for men so that, you know, we can be free and breezy, too. And that's how this whole thing came about. Dear God. The, just you and free and breezy don't go together. I like being free and breezy in my kilt. Ugh. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. When's the last time you put that thing on? Mm. Realistically... It would have been the Riverman party of 2021. So well over a year. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. So you don't like being free and breezy that much. Well, I'm still kind of shy about going out in public in it. As well you should be. It's a horrible look. Dude, um, who was it? Was it Clay or was it Barbells and Beer? Somebody called into the show in the last episode and said that they have tactical kilts and they go and they would wear kilts all the time. Okay. Then I'm just saying, why, why, (laughs) why is that a problem? I mean, that's not a problem. I don't have to see them in it. I see you. I'm just saying, I think, I think it's one of those things that I think that it's just unusual to see a guy in a kilt. Whereas I think if it were more of a, of a, of a accepted fashion accessory, I don't think it'd be a problem at all. Admittedly, if it's not, you know, some British royalty ceremony that's going on. Yeah, you don't. It's not something you see in day to day. Look, I keep threatening to wear it to a formal occasion, be it a wedding or a funeral or something like that. I haven't oh, worn it to a funeral because, quite frankly, the last couple of how about this? the last couple of funerals I've been I've been busy and couldn't make. And also, I just don't know if I want to be the center of attention at some. I think funeral. wearing it to a funeral is going to be the equivalent of wearing white to a wedding. Well, that's what I was just saying. Is I don't want At to be... At a certain I, point, you're making the, the funeral about you. I don't want to be the center of attention. Business. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know. You know. <laughs> God. So stupid. I'm going to do it. So incredibly stupid. I'm going <laughs> to do it. I'm going to do it. Oh, God. Don't wear it to mine. Oh, it's going to be real fun doing that fucking Polynesian war dance in that thing. Yeah. 
I'll be able to, I'll be able to, no, I'll be able to stretch all over the place doing that dance (laughs) because I won't have pants constricting me. (laughs) The only beauty of that is I will be around to see it. Oh my God. But my poor family will. Oh, whatever. You, your poor family isn't going to (laughs) come. Uh, you and like three other journalists mm-hmm. and the pastor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> mm. And then Travis and the boys, you know, Scott, all of them in the background just cooking a barbecue for everybody. Exactly. And they went, let's be real, they saw me in the kilt. Yeah, they did. We went down to their, their party palace down there at the lake in the in the kilt. Oh God, that's right. Yep, you did wear that. I did. I did. Uh, it was a good time. I was free and breezy that night. <laughs> yeah, I had. I remember I had to stop and bathe in the sink. Of I Casey. remember you had to stop and bathe in the sink of Casey's. You had to get, yep. you know, your, your was... women's roll-on deodorant and Axe body spray. I did. Yeah. <laughs> well, I men's men's deodorant tends to be sticky. So I I like secret. It's strong enough for a man, but made for a woman. pH balance, as it were. Yes. Well, that's <laughs> the one thing I don't like. I don't break out. Like I have to watch certain deodorants; they'll make my underarm like break out. You've seen it before. Unfortunately. Yeah, it's like I get I get bad rashes from it, so I have to be really careful what deodorant I wear. So, you know. You know the fact the fact that you were able to say you've seen it before. Tells me you and I are way too familiar. That's true. No, I remember one day I had a T-shirt on and I I put my arms behind my head like I've got them now, but you can't tell because I'm off camera. Uh-huh. And you were like, oh, my God, what is that? I'm like, oh, yeah, it's my deodorant, you know, like rash. Yeah. 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 So I have to be really careful. Right. I, I like I like using homemade deodorant. It's it, we make it out of like uh, like. Uh, coconut oil and baking soda but baking soda tends to give me a reaction under my arm so i can't even use the homemade stuff you know trying to stay away from the aluminum because aluminum's bad for you the one must go segment was brought to you by united cigars united we smoke i just i wondered if we'd ended the episode or ended that segment i just for the life of me don't even know what to say at that i just i just don't I don't even know what to say. Well, so speaking of my underarms, what, what's up with uh, my monthly cigars? This would normally be the time that I give some information about my monthly cigars, but I've hired that out this week, so take it away. My Monthly Cigars is a premium cigar subscription service. It comes in a variety of different size boxes at affordable prices. Use offer code PULPIT and get free shipping on your first box and... off any items in the online store at MyMonthlyCigars.com. That's offer code Pulpit. Thanks. 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 Also, don't forget about fucking good coffee. For sure. You can get the Daily Press, the Lounge Blend. He has a deal going right now. Hang on. Let me bring that up. Oh, it's a twofer, right? Yeah, he's got like a twofer deal. Oh, God. What was that? That was, was me loud. pushing the cord when ah. I shouldn't have. And, um, yeah, hang on. 
Ah, yes, the fucking deuce. It's a two-pack sampler. You get a sampler of the Daily Press and a sampler of the Lounge Blend. And you can get that for only $12.99. So you get uh, you get to try both of those for only 13 bucks over That's there. A deal. You can get it on MyMonthlyCigars.com or I believe, I'm sure he's probably got it on fucking Good Coffee as well. Yep. And it's F-A-H King Good Coffee.com. The Far King. Exactly. Yep. Anyway. Well, there you go. Well, I say we save three cigars we smoked this week because I didn't get a lot of smoke time. Yeah, I, I was planning on saving that because uh, realistically, I had my son this weekend and I did not get really any smoking yep. time in. Um, so, and we just did that on Friday anyway. So That's true. So it, we'll, we'll save that for this Friday. Kind of worked out. Um, there you go. Yeah, Nick, how do folks reach out to us on the socials? We're on Instagram at The Cigar Pulpit, as well as at Naked Gator, N-E-K-K-I-D Gator. It's my page. We're also on Facebook, where we have the Cigar Pulpit Parishioners Group. And as we pointed out earlier, it's a group that, like I said, most of the time it's about busting our balls. But every once in a while, it's it's about, you know, real shit. And uh, it's, it's, it's a nice little community of cigar smokers that have come together and are having a a good time, but can have each other's backs when need be as well. And Amen. so you're going to want to get in on that group. And it's probably the best thing going on Facebook right now. And then um, we have Twitter, where we don't really do jack shit. We have YouTube, where you can watch this. Admittedly, this episode has not been too thrilling, because you're basically just looking at me the whole time. And um, That then... didn't blow my skirt up. Okay, then. Oh, are you wearing a kilt? No, I'm just wearing a pair of like workout shorts. Okay, and then uh, guys, I'm going commando in them. <sighs> See, that's the line. I, none of us needed to know that. Anyway, and then guys, we do need your calls for Ask the Boys. Obviously, we just had our last Ask the Boys uh, episode on Friday, but we got another month coming up, and it's kind of a shortened one due to the fact that. Uh, you know, we had to push back the Ask the Boys for February into March uh, due to TPE. So uh, make sure you get your calls in by calling the Ask the Boys hotline at area code 863-874-0000. There you go. Well, Nick, brother, it's been a show. It has. Um, final thoughts on your uh, cigar there? Your, you've got that Cuba Aliados we we've said it different like eight times. Mm-hmm. It's the Cuban. It's A L I A D O S, and it comes to us, I believe, from Oliva. And it was blended up by our friends down at uh, JRE Tobacco, our uh, studio sponsor, the JRE Tobacco Aladino Mobile Studios. Exactly. Yep, and uh, it's a very very good cigar. Um, like I said, it was a, for my palate. It was a little more peppery than I expected out of Honduran tobacco. Very, very good cigar. I enjoyed it. Been digging my Placencia Almafuerte. It's getting into uh, the final third here, and it's a little, little spicier on the back end of it. Um, you know, but good cigar. I've been digging it. I enjoyed it. Um, I, I've, I know I've had this cigar for quite a while. Um, I, I was digging through the humidor looking for something to, to smoke for today, and I came across this, and I was like, I don't remember. But then I remembered that I, I had this. Um, I think I actually have had this since at least August or September of last year. 
chilling in the it's humidor. A, it's aged up nicely yeah, in the humidor. I was going to say, I've, I've had about, you know, six months of age put onto it. Um, you know, so that's nice. Get a little bit of extra age on it. And, dude, it's smoking like a champ. I'm digging it. Um, that's awesome. You know, it's it's a great cigar. I'll tell you, Placencia just makes fantastic cigars. And um, if if the price point on those were just a little budget friendlier for me, I would be smoking them much more frequently than I am. Yeah. But, yep. So. Well, well there you go. Well, guys, uh, one more quick reminder. This is probably one of your last chances to get that uh, order in at Riverman Cigar Company for the Candela Aladino uh, Robusto. Um, you're going to want to give Dan a call over there at Riverman Cigar Company, get your Candela order in so you can smoke along with us for St. Patrick's Day. And um, if you don't do that, well, you know, you're just going to be shit out of luck because by all accounts, this is the best Candela cigar a lot of people have ever smoked. So I've heard um, nothing but positive about it. Yeah, I mean, I know uh, I was talking with a guy who was telling me that there was one retailer who ordered 30 boxes of it. And when he was talking with, I was talking to Trey Mac, and Trey Mac was telling me that this retailer said that he thinks he made a mistake. And Trey's like, you don't think you're going to go through 30 boxes? And he goes, no, I think we should have ordered 50. Wow. So, I mean, there's there's a lot of, like, love for this cigar amongst there's the, a lot of buzz the people on. that can get it. And like I said, Dan's one of only 30 shops in the country that, that qualifies to get it. So, you know, you're not going to see this cigar around, you know, too terribly much, at, if at all. So you're going to want to get in on it quick. So make sure Amen. if you want it, make sure you give Dan the Man Ponder a call over there at Riverman Cigar Company, place your order and get your uh get your Candela cigars order because uh they're going to go quick. I think they're going to go quick. So anyway, well Jeff, this has been another sermon from the Cigar it Pulpit. Has, indeed. I'm Nick. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah. I got to ask. Okay. Have, have we talked to Pastor Barnaby as doing a Easter service? Well, why don't we let the music go out and then we'll... Anyway. I thought we could just talk about it over it. Well, anyway. Uh, I'm Nick. That's Gator. Stay safe. I'm Gator. Stay safe. Stay smoky. I mean, it got brought up on the Ask the Boys. I'm curious. I'm trying to let the episode... Are you, have you two mended fences? Are you talking again? So, um, regarding an Easter sermon, there, there, there will be, um, an Easter sermon. I don't know exactly if it's going to be the same Easter sermon he's done before. I mean, let's be real. The Easter story doesn't change, you know? So I don't know if it's going to be the same as before or if it'll be a new Easter sermon, but, but yeah, um, but no, um, I do need to figure out. Uh, the logistics of that. Um, Are you guys talking again, or have you buried the hatchet? Have you mended fences? I mean, you know, somewhat, not not a ton. I, you know, we. It's not that we've necessarily like had any further fights. We just really don't have much communication. So I, I hate that. I hate seeing a good friendship go by the wayside. And I wouldn't I, necessarily I, say I, that I was ever a good friendship. <laughs> I somehow blame myself for giving him your cigar. I, fully, I feel like I carry at least a little bit of the guilt. I fully, I fully blame you for giving him my cigar. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I fully blame him for that, or you for that. It's just, mm. yeah. I mean, 
he smoked it, but you gave it to him. So yeah, I'd say I have ten percent of the blame. I'd say it's probably at least a solid fifty. I could mm-hmm. I could make a case for a fifty fifty argument there, but yeah. So, Fair enough. Yeah. Well, guys, take it easy. Love you. All right, take it easy, guys. See ya. Bye.